Am I on? Am I working? Just can you hear me? Hello. All right. I'm not. I'm doing the. <laughs> when you're running late, you take whatever you can get. Oh, right. One of our favorite subjects. This is whenever you're having a bad day. This is where people tend to tend to end up in the Book of Job. After you read the Book of Job, you tend to feel a lot better about whatever's going on in your life. Job, chapter one. We're just going to read. I'm going to read this one through five, just for an introduction to Job. In the land of Uz, there lived a man whose name was Job. This man was blameless and upright. He feared God and shunned evil. He had seven sons and three daughters, and he owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 donkeys, and had a large number of servants. He was the greatest man of all the people of the East. His sons used to take turns holding feasts in their homes, and they would invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. When a period of feasting had run its course, Job would send and have them purified. Early in the morning, he would sacrifice a burnt offering for each of them, thinking, perhaps, my children have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. This was Job's regular custom. All right. So Job is doing okay. That's a lot of animals, a lot of kids, a lot of servants. So, questions? Job would sacrifice for his kids not because they had done anything wrong. Perhaps they had done something wrong. What I was reading and studying on this one is what he inevitably was doing there in in early before it even became a thing was he was actually being his family's priest. He sacrificed on their behalf. It wasn't because they had done anything wrong or that he thought they would. He had raised them actually correctly. But in the off chance, they were not as perfect a child as I was and may have sinned. Hmm. Some, some water we need in here, some coffee. Now, for those who have kids or you know, people that you're, even if you don't have your own children, you have nieces, nephews, friends, kids, other that you're, you are all consumed with, that you, you know, they are yours as if, from any other practical purpose other than DNA. Would you not do the exact same thing for them? If I had to just be concerned, how, how do I... It's a, he, he bought a life insurance policy for them each time. He made sure his kids were taken care of. What, his, what he was doing was he was showing his kids how it, it's done. His kids were right, as far as we know. We can think of that. But he was the active sermon for the eyes, opposed to the sermon for the ears. Okay, so then what happens? I just, I just find it so interesting. <laughs> so it, we, we're in there. One day the angels came down, this is in verse 6, to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them. So it's the sons of God. Those are the angels. They are presenting themselves before God. So angels, we can agree, are in heaven, correct? Okay, angels are in heaven. So my question to you, so Satan was Satan. He's, he is specifically in there as Satan. 
why was he allowed in heaven? You, you get in trouble. You cause sin upon the earth. Don't you think they would have taken your keys or changed the key card or something so you can't get into heaven? Now, people can say, well, he wasn't in heaven. He was, I go, okay, wait, wait, wait. Satan said he came with the sons of, of God. And, he's, and God asked, where was he? And what was Satan's answer? Oh, I was just roaming the earth here and there. So if he was roaming the earth here and there and presenting himself, then he wasn't on earth. So there's heaven, there's earth, and is there anything in between? Uh, that's a question. I don't know. I, I don't believe there is. There's either heaven or there's earth. So Satan had to have been allowed there. That had to be a little awkward. So I have read in, in Habakkuk one thirteen, it states towards God, you cannot look upon wickedness. So the question I had was, how was God able to be around Satan in heaven or otherwise? He can't be around sin, which people assume from Habakkuk one thirteen. What was being reference there was when the Babylonians were going to come and take Israel it was being discussed he goes God you can't be around you can't have sin and the evil Babylonians do your work for you and God said most assuredly I can watch what happens you mess around I will use who I need to when I need to how I need to for what I need to when God turned his back on Christ on the cross what had transpired at that point it wasn't sin it was all sin hung on that cross murder adultery pedophilia just your worst horrific thoughts do 10 of them and multiply that times 10 to the 20th power all of that was draped on the Christ on the cross. God, that was just all sin, one location. Yeah, God couldn't sit there and look at that. I wouldn't want to try and look at that. And he felt it to his core. So God can't be around, sin is not a truth. Did Jesus eat with the, ta- the, the, the sinners, tax collectors, etc.? all the time he goes I don't need to go to the healthy people I'm going to the sick people that's what I need to do so he could be alright so God says to Satan where'd you come from we know God's omniscient correct did God not know he knew he's, he's like going I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have this written down eventually at one point and so I need those people reading to know what I know so Satan tells us, oh yeah, I was roaming from here and there. However, what his response wasn't was, I'm looking for a soul to steal. I'm in a bind and way behind and looking to make a deal. It's a catchy song, but that's not what was going on. I have, I have a problem with this, which I'm not allowed to. Neither are you. But he says to Satan... Show of hands, how many people would love to have Satan looking directly at you? Like, ooh, 
there's Glenn. Satan going, hey, Glenn. And Glenn should be going, uh-huh. I never, ever, ever, ever want Satan laser-eyed on me, even for half a second, for any motion. It's like, hmm, this whole room, somebody has to die, and you're going... Nobody wants that finger. Uh, And God says, Have you considered my son, Job? Oh, have you considered my son, Russ? No, no you haven't. Don't do it. Look at somebody else. So how did Job get brought into this? So I'm going to ask you all right now. We know of this instance with Job. God says, have you considered my son Job? Job had done nothing. We know that Job is an upright man, blameless. Have you ever considered possibly that somebody said, or the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my son Court? Or my daughter Kylie? You've done nothing wrong. Have you ever had anything bad in your life going on? Just like, could, okay, I, I couldn't, I, if it weren't for bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck. Is that not a possibility? Have you considered my church at the bar? Is it possible? Absolutely. Now, we don't know that, we won't know that. One day we'll ask the question and God will go, <laughs> yeah, I totally did that. Because I knew you guys would handle yourselves. Always a possibility. However, with Job, we have the book of Job and how that turned out. The book of Russ would end poorly. It would. A lot worse. Wouldn't get everything back and be like, oh, that's what would happen with God. God and God put his palm to his hand, his head, and said, <laughs> I, I, yep, wrong choice. So, Job is quite wealthy, successful, prominent, etc. And what does Satan say because of all of his wealth and everything he has success? And he goes, well, my son Job loves me. And Satan goes, does he fear God for nothing? What does that imply? What's he asking? Well, no, no, he, he, before he did. This is before anything had happened. He said he, said he had nothing, so he had, he, loving God was all he had left. This is before he lost everything. Satan said he has all of this, and does he have it all, and does he not fear you because of nothing? He, uh, he fears him, is what he's saying, because you've given him all this stuff, his success and his wealth. So, yeah, you don't bite the hand that feeds you. All right, fair enough. I'm, I'm, I may date myself here a little bit, but anyone know the name MC Hammer? All right. Do you know? Aside from his music that he was known for, his songs, he was known for an entourage. Wherever the man went, he had lots of friends, and he paid for lots of friends to do lots of stuff. And guess what happened when the money went out? He didn't have lots of friends. when the money dried up he was all alone they were only there while either 
he had something to offer them, whether it was money, things, or otherwise, but success or connections. Once he was out, broke, they had nothing to do with him. That, that is what Satan is inferring on Job. Well, yeah, while you've given him everything, of course he's going to love you. You're MC Hammer. But if I take it all away from him, he will curse you. It hurts my heart a little bit for even the, the thought to hear someone like, I just curse God and say any cursing. I'm going to swear word. I'm saying cursing. You are the worst. You are horrible. I can't believe you did this. What is wrong with you? Cursing God. I mean, people said, oh, that's what he'll do. Ah, that's a, a whole lot would have to happen. And even then, I would, pretty, I would be pretty sure I brought it on myself. God's perfect. We know that. God's love. We know that. I have to say to myself, when things go poorly, you have no idea what's happening. I know the first person right here and right now, but I don't know what somebody else has seen. So I'm being tormented. Job is being tormented. Was the lesson for Job, possibly, or was it for his three friends that needed a good swift kick in the rear? We, hear, we read that in the Bible. They definitely were wrong, wrong, wrong. So it wasn't all about Job. Maybe he needed Job to teach those three a lesson. And maybe to give, give Satan a dose of humility too. All right, so anyone here endured any kind of a catastrophe? Major accident, death in the family? They, you received cancer, car wreck, fire, etc.? I'm going to ask, and you don't have to answer... When whatever happened to you, someone else, or otherwise, the question I have, did you drop to your knees and worship God, saying the words, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. No, you didn't. (laughs) I'll tell you right now, that's not what you said. Why is this happening? I can't believe it. Razzle, frazzle. Crying. Are we, are we incorrect that we don't sit there and get on our knees and worship God right then and right there? We're human. Is that a wrong thing to do? I mean... Whether you do it actively, as Job did, was like there, but at the same time, they didn't. You don't curse God. It's like, oh, this is all God's fault. Well, God doesn't have a fault. Sin is in the world. Once sin's in the world, guess what? All bets are off. Anything is possible. I've had things happen to me, and I certainly didn't hit my knees and say that. I was, I was upset, mad, and eventually I turned around and I was mad at myself, but Job had done nothing for any of this. All right, so this one, now we're gonna, I'm going to ask the question about the personality of God himself. Do you think God was saddened to put the scope on Job? 
for Satan. Can you just imagine? He's like, huh, I'm about to, I'm about to torment Tommy to the ends of the earth. I'm going to make his life beyond miserable so that death would be preferable than living with all that's about to happen to him. Feels good, doesn't it? Yeah. I have that control. I just push the button, and that's what happened to Tommy. Everything just falls apart on him right here, right now. Sure, okay. So Jesus, Jesus is the same as God. We, we, we can all agree on that one. Jesus felt bad when things happened to people. All right, we know that from historical, biblical history. All right, so yes, I'm sure God probably did feel bad about it. It's not, he, wasn't, he, wasn't, he wasn't happy about it. He knew what needed to happen. But at the same time, he knew what was about to happen. So how long does the average person live? 80 to 90 years? Okay, how long is eternity? Twice that. 80 to 90 years, and a whole lot gets packed into that. Keep on going. Eternity. We can't see that. We see this. It's hard to see that over this because of all that got packed into that. Everything bad that can happen to you in that is nothing. It feels like a lot of something. <sighs> Lots of something. It's nothing. God can see it for what it isn't. And can see it for what it will be. There's a payoff. You do win the lottery. That's what's happening. We just don't know that. My wife told me it made the biggest difference when you or anyone else reads the Bible and you find a way to forget the ending. If you're reading it and whatever, and then you find, oh, okay, they make it. They're safe. We win. It makes everything else much more palatable. I can, I can appreciate what happens to Job knowing what happens to Job. It's a lot easier. Watching it happen, you're like, oh, that would be horrible. Job sits with his friends because they come to help him and comfort him. <laughs> and what, ha what they infer, which Job doesn't know the difference, is it's a cause and effect that's going on here. Well, Job, you obviously had to have done something. You screwed up. Don't know what it was, but oh, mama, you got handed a raw deal and it's all yours. Uh, it was all your fault. Do we ever feel why why am I being why what happened here? What did I what did I do? Why did I deserve this? I mean the only other person besides Job I can think of who does this is my wife. What did she do to deserve this? She stuck with me. Poor thing. It's her loss. <laughs> In the Truth for Today commentary, it's one of one of the study guides I've been using. Because we are a fallen people who live in a fallen world that is dominated by sin and the evil one, hardships will come to all of us. But as I was saying, we can take heart. The ending is worth it. 
There isn't a hardship you're going to endure that won't make that making this tolerable. It's going to stink. It's going to be horrible. I'll never, I'll never like it. I never will. I will tolerate it. I will endure it. I will put up with it. Why? Because God said so. You put up with it, I will make it worth your while. That's a promise I can bank on. I will bank on. I do bank on. I have banked on. I am banking on. I am actively adhering to that because anything can happen at any time, can it not? You have two options when everything does happen. You either run to God or you run from God. However, the luxury is if you run from God, you can always turn around and run back to him. All right, so an uns- not an unsung hero, but an unsung character, but I'm curious. What did Job's wife think about all of this? Curse God and die. Everything's happening to Job. I'm... <laughs> You know, I would I would hate just to turn around if I was Joe because every other second somebody else was coming and saying, "Oh, by the way, funny story, ha ha ha," I'm the and I'm the only one who made it out. I mean, you knew something that was that was not a natural event because Bing 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 things just kept happening to him. Okay, but how many kids did his wife lose? She lost the same ten, not just the same ten. She lost the ten kids she carried for nine months each breastfed, raised, helped walk. Oh, my, my beautiful baby getting married. She did that. I, you know, we don't know of any kids, but it's irrelevant. She helped her, her. She was excited when her daughters were married off. She was excited when the boys found true love. Whatever the case was, every success that they had, every failure, everything that they worked through, everything she taught and they learned, she lost. Her soulmate is an outcast. So we don't know exactly what he... The boils were not leprosy, but they were something. So a likely position of Job, what, did they, what happened to lepers? Where were they allowed to live? In a city. Outside. You are outside the gates, outside of the perimeter. So where would Job probably be? Somewhere out there. His wife is talking to him, so it's, we hear this, you know, why don't you curse God and die? It could very well have been a, Job, why don't you curse God and die? Because she couldn't get close to her husband. I'm your soulmate. I'm your wife. God took my kids just like you. For my sake, curse God and die. Could she have not said that through gritted teeth? Right. I agree. Sure. 
court said that wasn't her first comment. She'd endured this for some time. And finally, after enough had transpired, she's like, okay, make it end. Curse God and die. That's, that's a very fair position. I can see that all day long. I mean, after you endure enough, how many people, people who don't have God, even those who do, but those who don't have God, they have no hope. Why? I, and it's a question I just ask for an atheist. If the world is just, you get tax audited, you, you end up with cancer, uh, you lose your job, break a leg, loop, broke your car, your car, your house burns down, whatever the case is, something dramatic travesty. Well, why would you endure this life anymore? You don't care. There's nothing. When you're, you're rover. You're dead all over once you're done. So, boom. I, I don't understand. It, 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 we have a mortal... Our, our mortality is something we try and actually preserve. No matter what. People don't want to die for some reason. They avoid it at all costs. People try and live forever. So I, There are people who have had their heads frozen to be, to be regenerated. I, that's a thing. There's a company that sells that process for you I, we won't even get into that alright so Job's lost everything of substance besides his life and his wife this is the scenario I put in there if you learned your spouse and kids died in a fire and your insurance lapsed so you had no coverage and you weren't there because you went to get a, hosp- a physical and the doctor calls you while you're standing in front of your smoldering house as the coroner loads your family in their van and tells you the test you say that you have cancer. Do you say, my family and, my family and home weren't enough, Lord? But his love and his faith are next level Amazing. Anyone know, and I'm asking if you know, those, know the answer to this. Anyone know a man named Horatio Spafford? You should know it. If you don't know him, you know something about him. Nothing? Okay. This man lost his four children to the sea when their boat went down. He wrote a song, which there's... I. <laughs> I couldn't sing this song very well. You may have heard about it. It is well with my soul. I lose any of my kids. It's not well. All four. Gone. And he was able to write that song. Is it well with your soul? Yes. Yes, it is. This world is not our home. It's not. Your kids made it. They just won the lottery. I mean, that's that's a harsh way to look at it, but truly, I lost my kids here. Selfishly, I'm upset. My soul is happy. Why? He's hugging them. God's like, hey, I got him. I got him right here. I'm upset right now. But I'd be happy. Man, it's a weird emotional teeter-totter there. But it's, how, it's true. That's what we got. 
it is well with our soul. As Tony always says, we win. And they would have won right there. Boom. Scared, drowned, heaven. Done. I can be okay with that somehow. You've got to give me a minute, but I'll be okay. I'm not crying, you're crying. All right. Court, I'll ask you since you're right here. What did Job say when, I, just, I read it before, what did Job say when everything happened to him? The Lord, I'll help you. The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. In that order. How can I miss having $10 million? Because I had to have $10 million. He missed his kids. He missed all his wealth, all his sheep, his oxen, his donkeys. How can he miss that if he wasn't given that? Do you guys miss food? Well, if you didn't get any, yes. Why? Because you've had it. Big, big, big deal there. Because he said, I cannot be upset at God for not having something if I didn't have it or hadn't had it. The Lord gave me these things and the Lord taketh them away. He allowed me. We are entitled to this life, this earth, this whatever, and the beauty that we have here. And when he takes it away, he's going to make it that much better. But you had it. It's not yours. My dad reminds me all the time. He goes, anything we have in this world, we are merely borrowing. Because guess what? When it's over, you don't get to take it with you. You don't get to keep it. It's going to somebody else. Anything I have, my wife and I have, goes to our kids. And anything they have is going to go to their kids and their whatever. We are, once we're done in the ground and already home, we don't care. But it's not ours to take with us. You don't get to keep it. But he gives it to you, and he can take it away. And guess what? We don't know all the parameters. All right, this one's a, this is a high school thing. Anyone know this? Oh, you should totally try what you don't know what you're missing. Anyone heard that one? Come on. All right, well, guess what? I don't, so how can I miss it? That's an easy answer there. You don't know. We'd be like, oh, that's, that looks like fun, but you don't know if it is or isn't. All right. I mean, that's just an option there. He had his wife, he had his kids, he had his wealth, and he knew what he was missing. But he understood that, and the God gave it to him. So he enjoyed it while God gave it to him. All right. As mankind, do we feel we need to have total understanding to have total obedience to God? Wait, 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 all right, so what happens? Okay, but, okay, so when that happened, then, but how did, and then why are we doing this? Okay, so carry the two. Why? What's going on? Do we, we have to know, when, here's the answer. Yeah, but I need to see the formula. Or as Tommy would say, I need to see the code. How did you get from here to there? When God wrote the answer, do we have to be told 
the formula? And do we have to understand it? No. <laughs> He's like, look at the name tag. God, that's all you need to know. Here's my business card. Have a good day. You don't. We don't. We don't have to. We want to. Oh, there's a lot of wanting. I, like, I have a lot of wanting. Please just let me know why. That's not yours to know. If, you're, if you know, I wanted you to know. It wasn't because you went and discovered it. Is there a difference of fearing God over being afraid of God? I like to believe that I have a healthy fear of bears, snakes, precarious heights, etc. If we don't fear things, then we'd be more inclined to get hurt, killed, put ourselves in precarious situations. I do have a fear of God or going against his wishes. I had the same fear going against my parents or their wishes because to do so would cause them to be unhappy but also might incur a punishment. Truth be told, often it did. I was that kid. I was never afraid of my parents. I had a fear of them, but I wasn't afraid of them. Does that make sense? Is that a... Your, your ears can understand that. They weren't abusive to me. The spelling bee was my fault. The fear I had of them was a healthy healthy fear for me to be a positive member of society. I was doing all sorts of all sorts of just stupid things in life. I actually got kicked out of this church. I turned my back on God. And I was doing whatever and however I wanted to. When I clearly saw, in my 30s, I finally got things figured out a little bit. I clearly saw what I was doing wrong. And I, well, they, I, I saw the hurt that I would caused God first and my family. And then I took my assigned seat on the front row. And I went before the church, but I went before God and I said, I have failed you. I failed my parents, I failed my family, and then I failed my family. I was afraid of my separation from God because he said, here's what happens if you are separated from me. Not that I want, and I'm not separating you from me. God doesn't separate you. You, you do that. He stays put. You move. You turn. You fail. God has not failed once. It hurts God when we're separated from him, but it hurts those here worse. I can't say that's not fair. We have the human emotion side of that, so it really hurts because we just know what that separation means. So when you hear 
this is just random, but if you hear someone from the from the announcements pulpit here up there and uh, announcements, blah blah blah, so and so has been diagnosed with cancer. Don't we all wince a little bit or shake our heads or just like, oh man, and we feel sorrow for that person, but their family and their friends who know them. All right, so picture that emotion there. Imagine how everyone feels if you know they have terminal cancer. They know it, and they have the ability not just keep it from being terminal, but they can make it go away. The person who has cancer is a walking dead person, but they don't have to. Think about that. That's what's happening. When you, are, when you are separated from God, you are terminal. You're done. And you don't have to be. You have cancer, but it's not, it's not pancreatic. You're all over. It's not done. You can not have cancer. Wait, I'd love to have not have cancer. You can. That's possible. And they won't take the cure. I've always wondered this one. Was there a a literal bet or a wager between God and Satan over Job? Uh, My sister just went, "Uh," and I'm like, "Uh, I can see it. Have you considered him? And and Satan's like, here's the rules. Here's, Here's the bet. Here is what the internet, with a quick Google of what a bet is. A bet is an agreement between two or more parties that the one or ones who made an incorrect prediction about an uncertain outcome will forfeit something stipulated to the other. All right, so here's the, here's the questions I have. What would have been the prediction of an uncertain outcome? What was to be forfeit for incorrectly predicting said unknown outcome by God? And what was to be forfeit by incorrectly predicting by Satan? Now, was it truly a bet? Because I'm not going to... It'd be my luck to bet $10 with Tommy against a game that was played yesterday that he already saw. Because I didn't know it was recorded earlier. So was that really a fair bet on his part? Tommy... God didn't cheat, but this was real this is real time between him and Satan. What did Satan actually think? He thought I could win. He thought he had a shot at this. He's like, "All right, all right, all right. Does he not love you for nothing?" He goes, "So, you put a hedge, you built a hedge around him. You've got a fence around him. This is a God fence. Nobody can cross that. You take that fence down." I think we might have a shot. All right? You can't touch him or his family, but you can take his things. All right, so he wipes out all of his stuff, and then actually he did take the family, but he was fine. All right, so fine. I'm still walking, I'm talking, where life is good. And so there was a, another caveat to the, to the bet. You can't kill him, but you can hurt his body, and he got him from head to toe. 
Did God know the outcome? So could that really have been considered a wager? God wasn't risking a thing. He knew. Why do you think he said, have you considered my son Job? He's not going anywhere. That should give you some insight, though, between where Satan's head is and where God is. Satan sees the sees what we do. God's like, he hasn't learned yet. Finish this off. I found it kind of interesting, a little frustrating, if, it, if I, in Job's shoes, but God was happy or sad with, uh, upset with the three friends. Oh, he was not happy with them at all. They done messed up, Jake Quillen. They did not give him good advice. They were not supported. They were anything. And they were saying, you did this. This is all you. And God said to them, you are wrong, wrong, wrong. After he told them they were wrong, God talks to the three. And what does he tell them to do? You need to grab some animals, bring them to Job, and I will accept prayers on your behalf by him. And Job's going, no worries there. It's not like I haven't just been miserable for the last whatever with the boils and the whatever, but let me take time to go and sacrifice for them to make sure they're okay. That would have been my humanistic side there, but I always thought that was ironic. That old Job's like, sure, I'm not doing anything. Let me take care of that. So, through Job, the understanding I have, you can, you can summarize it any way you want to, but, however, this world is not my home. It is where I live, presently. And I do not, and I will not ever have it all figured out. But I believe that I am willing and wanting to follow the one who has figured it out. He came, he saw, he conquered. That's enough for me. I don't need to, because I haven't figured it out and somebody else has. I will follow the one who's already gone down the path, figured it out, and laid the trail for me. All day, every day. And I will take my family, my friends, and anyone who's willing to follow, I will do everything I can to stay on that path, because I've walked it when I wasn't. Not a good place. That was Job. We will talk about our good buddy Solomon next week. Thank you.